Episode 49 of Religious Sanity. Back with Pastor Andrew. Hello, Peter. With all the things to be concerned about right now, I mean, there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Times published a opinion piece from a sitting senator. And uh, I appreciated it because it showed me just how evil that senator is. So to me, that was very, it was very good to see that. I am in the minority. Mm-hmm. I want to know where you stand on this. So basically, we're talking about Tom Cotton, senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was last week when the New York Times let him run a, an opinion piece where he basically said, the title was, call in the military. Send in the troops. Send in the troops. I printed it out. It's insane. I printed it out because I wanted to make my own opinion of the things. Because I read number of opinions. I heard number of opinions elsewhere. And, uh, you know, I I come from that uh, background that I form my opinion based upon my own judgment. Yes. And so I disregard what other people are saying to a large extent. Uh, I just want to focus on what I see with my own eyes, Mm -hmm. what I consider uh, fully, and uh, judge myself. Uh, Of course, those other opinions uh, that I can perhaps use. Uh, And I hear you. you. You know, it looks so democratic to have uh, in the newspaper or in the other media uh, channels or sources um, opinions of both sides. But that is a fallacy. Mm. Uh, I still remember when I landed in the United States uh, in upstate New York uh, shortly before uh, United States went to war with Iraq and I remember how disorienting that experience was for me coming from Europe to America to a new land to a new congregation and then witnessing what was happening on the media exactly under this uh, democracy pretension Mm-hmm. You know, or hearing both voices. First of all, it was terribly jingoistic. Uh, that there was a pro-war propaganda. But I, I would put that aside. And people were manipulated and misled by that. Just seeing in the neighborhoods how quickly my neighbors, otherwise lovely New Yorkers, put out their flags. Uh, in en masse yeah. was uh, frightening. But uh, they were also, of course, reporting uh, on perception from around the world. And they were reporting on uh, how Europeans are seeing it. And they were reporting it uh, voices for and voices against. As if they were equal. And they were not. You simply cannot say these are for, uh, these are the Europeans for it, and these are the Europeans against it. 
because you have to have it weighted. There were many, 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 many more uh, Europeans who were against it, hmm. advising against that war. And there were very few who went along. Even in the Great Britain, where Prime Minister Tony Blair was supporting it, general public was very strongly opposed. And so, you, you know, just presenting two voices, one for and one against, is simply misleading in this situation. Let me see if I understand. Yeah. Like, so you're saying if, if you give the voice to a true, true, giant minority view, it is way outweigh, that kind of outweighs the giant majority view that doesn't have the megaphone. It's, it's simply putting that discourse in the society out of balance. I'm all for minority having its voice. I think that minority should be heard. But again, it should be heard within the context. You simply cannot take the issue out of context and present it uh, as voice for, voice against. It needs to be narrated in a broader context. It needs to mention that there are these uh, large demonstrations against the war, mm. that these are the institutions, well-known and highly respected universities and diplomatic schools who are warning against it. There, these are the military institutions who are saying there is not clear sign of weapons of mass distraction, for instance, back then, and, and so on and so forth. I think that that is one example. I, I use that as an example of showing that, uh, you know, saying voice for, voice against uh, does not cut it for me. Mm. It needs to be said within the context. That's one thing. The other example of that is a little uh, recent one where we had climate change uh, advocates or those who are saying climate change is real and it's happening and then you have climate change deniers and one is still sitting in the White House. A again, in the media for a very long time, I'm not saying until now, but for a very long time it was presented voice for and voice against. Not disclosing, for instance, who are paying those scientists who were presenting it, for instance. That's one thing. And the other thing is that on the side of deniers, those are just really weird individuals, while on the sides of proponents of that, those are well-known, well-established and uh, thoughtful institutions. And, and to the general public who might not know because not everyone right. is fully aware of, you, you, you know, where this professor is coming right. from or, uh, and, and, and so on. What is his credential, his or her credentials yeah. in, in this area? Uh, it, it, this, is, this is an example. Uh, I can give you another example. We had a major discussion in Presbyterian Church about the ordination of gay and lesbian. I was still in upstate New York. We had a presbytery meeting which was to decide. Uh, it had been approved by the General Assembly, sent in the democratic process to all the presbyteries around the nation to vote on it. And if majority of presbyteries approved, the law would change. Uh, that time it did not change. 
unfortunately. In our presbytery, we had a discernment process. Everybody in upstate New York? Upstate New York. Okay, in young. upstate New York, we had a discernment process. And uh, the position on this issue was presented from both sides. The problem was that on the side of pro-ordination of LGBTQ people, the position was defended by, I would say, almost middle-of-the-road organization with a middle-of-the-road opinions and uh, advocacy. While the other side against was presented by almost extremist organization within the Presbyterian denomination. And when I realized that, I rose up on the floor of the presbytery and I pointed this out. Because this way, you are immediately shifting, for instance, that whole discourse, that discussion within that deliberative body in one way. You are presenting it this position, that position. And normally you would think that the middle of the ground is here. Mm. But by picking who is speaking, right. you can actually shift that hole where the middle of the ground is somewhere else. So these are the fallacies of, uh, of, of this one voice for, one voice against. So uh, you're, dangers you're, and fallacies. And you're, you're almost saying that you literally identified who was speaking, thereby changing the context of their opinion for the people that were listening. You is mean that, is, in is the presbytery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I knew those organizations. That, they, was they, 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 that was important to do that, to, mm -hmm. to identify. Hey, I'm, I'm not sure if you realize this, but this is an extremist group. Mm -hmm. So then... In your in in your imagining, that changed the way we were listen. We are listening to what they are saying. Yes, because yeah, 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 yeah. So and that was one part. which was pro ordination of yes. LGBTQ people, but was uh, definitely not extreme or radical. Let me put it that way. It was yeah. reasonable, and the other one was, I would not use extremist, you know, in, in church, that's, yeah. uh, but was rather to radically, to radically that, yeah. against. Yeah. And, and by this disbalance, of course, <laughs> in, in minds of, of uh, delegates to the presbytery meeting, commissioners, uh, you know, the, the whole discourse was shifted. Mm. Uh, they recognized it when I brought it up. And of course, the presbytery, being a Yankee <laughs> a presbytery, uh, voted for uh, ordination. Mm. Uh, not because of me, mm -hmm. that they had a history of that. But, you know, the, just seeing this sinister manipulation of discourse mm. made me uh, being there not that long in the presbytery and still like a junior pastor <laughs> there, you know, uh, standing on the, in, in the room full of ministers who had been there for a number of years. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt in, 
a little inappropriate, but at the same time, I could not resist. Yeah. You know, it was that kind of rush of Holy Spirit within me, you know, saying, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. You know, I know enough about Presbyterians that I see that this is being misdirected, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so th those are the, the problems with that. You know, having one voice uh, on one side and the other voice on the other side without providing the context, without providing th this uh, broader information, how many people are speaking for this or how many, and what kind of minorities might be represented. Because mm -hmm. then, uh, why to have just two? There might be number of different opinions, some of that radically different mm -hmm. and still very valid and good. You know, that's the other thing, that this kind of one for, one against uh, is almost like an American politics about, with just two major parties. Right. While the third party, or I'm not advocating for it, especially now in this election <laughs> cycle, uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, there might be very valid opinions and good solutions coming from outside of this spectrum uh, of black and white or red and blue. And uh, so that, that, that is my po point to begin with. So don't give me that we need to hear from some extremist so that we have a balance of opinions. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Uh, I am actually uh, partly thankful that I could see it you're talking, now you're talking about this. Uh, now returning to Cotton's sending yeah. in the troops. Yes. I don't think that it was appropriate for uh, that to, to go to print. And that's what. And by the way, let's just say that that's what yeah. the New York Times eventually decided. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I don't think uh, there are other ways of making uh, things which were sent to them uh, still available somehow. They try to help it nowadays. Uh, when I printed it out, there is an editor's note where yeah. they are trying to put it into the context, but not helpful at all either. You, you know, they are kind of feeling guilty. Yeah. You can see it, but at the same time saying, we still think that they people should have, <laughs> you yeah. know, what, yeah. what, 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 what we are right now discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Um, there are other ways of letting other people know, but I was really reading it. I was really shocked. And I can tell you why I was shocked. I was shocked with the level of what I would call naked and stupid propaganda uh, present there, the, which comes Interestingly enough, uh, in, in philosophy, in rhetorics and elsewhere, I, I learned uh, that Maxim, pay attention to adjectives, especially emotionally loaded adjectives, which are characterizing uh, events or people or issues. Mm -hmm. And this opinion piece is overflowing with those. Mm. That's always a bad sign. It means that there is an intention to incite and manipulate. I'm doing it now as an exegete. 
you know, as, as a person who is trained reading <laughs> ancient texts or something like that and discern their meaning and discern uh, their orientation, discern their authenticity and all other things. So I'm kind of exegeting. I, I don't think that it deserves that <laughs> yeah. almost. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, at the same time, I, I think that it needs to be done. So I'm doing it. Yeah. And uh, orgies of violence is one Whoa. quotation. Or uh, characterizing them as bands of miscreants. <laughs> Uh, thrill of destruction, nihilist criminals, restore order to our streets. All these things, when I translate them to my uh, native Czech, yeah. or to Russian, which I learned, are sounding like communist propaganda mm. at a time of collapse. You know, like Trying late still fear, fear. late 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, from Rude Pravo, the trans that was a communist uh, organ in Czech Republic. Uh, Red Law mm -hmm. is translation. Just doesn't it sound funny? Uh, or Pravda. Mm -hmm. That's the Russian mm -hmm. uh, organ there of Communist Party. And this would be... But interestingly, even then, they would very often never sign it, these kind of pieces, because they, were, they, they, they knew that this is kind of cheesy and <laughs> stupid. And uh, so it'll be like an editorial and... You know, the whole editorial board would yeah. be kind of signed collectively under yeah. these kind of uh, stupid pronouncements. When, when you really translate it, I felt like saying, is this possible? <laughs> Outlaws and traitors, you know, that, yeah. would, that would be the language of, of yeah. those newspapers back then. Or yes. brigands and rebels, or pirates and insurrectionists. And, you know, interestingly, this is also the language of any empire mm. or any, uh, any power which feels threatened. Mm -hmm. And you can find it from the earliest of times. I know it from the New Testament or literature from the time of New Testament. Mm -hmm. Josephus Flavius, I think that we were talking about him, he would be using this kind of language describing uh, those who were opposed to Roman Empire. You know, labeling them, putting them down. Uh, and, you know, throughout the centuries uh, it went on. Uh, it's interesting that they are not uh, being blamed here to be heretics. Mm -hmm. To be put on stakes, you know, yeah. or something like that. Uh, it did not go that far, <laughs> but uh, that that would be an equivalent in medieval Europe. Mm -hmm. Then I mentioned some of the communist lingo and or fascist lingo, which would be rather similar. Uh, all these would uh, definitely try to invoke law and order. Whenever I hear invocation of law and order, mm -hmm. be it on the left or being on the right, 
you know that we are in a trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, law and order is uh, just a sign that those who possess power are fearful of losing it. Mm-hmm and are preparing themselves or trying to justify reprisals, Mm -hmm. abuse of power. Law and order is there to justify the abuse of power. And um, that makes me a little worried. You know, thankfully, there was this big reaction to it that uh, uh, opinion piece was taken back, that was big, caveat was attached yes. to it and and so on people recoiled from it yes and generally in a society it seems that we are from that moment on more or less you know this was uh, june 3rd june 4th june 5th that was the time when atmosphere within the society was breaking or changing substantially i think Mm-hmm. It could go one way, or, and thankfully it went the other way, or at least it seems. Yeah. I, I'm not excluding anything. I'm I'm partly making it so that uh, we are aware and we are warned. Yes. And and we are partly prepared to defend uh, our democracy. So mm-hmm. it remains liberal democracy and does not become illiberal. Mm-hmm. democracy that's a term which i think uh, is quite commonly spreading around the world illiberal democracies mm-hmm. they still have elections but they are illiberal and those elections are mostly cloaks for the powerful elites mm-hmm. or usurpers or autocrats to to govern so yeah from what you're saying it sounds like you agree that it's important to know that this particular senator thinks this way. It's just not necessarily the place for it in the opinion yeah. piece. Giving so, him platform. Giving him pla- you, call, you call it giving him a platform, which I have to say is I, I don't quite understand. Uh, but I, I, I hear that a lot. I think people think that the opinion... Mm-hmm page has some kind of prestige or something. Is that what it is? No, I, I, mean, I don't This know. has been going on for years and years. They, they've had, I mean, they, you know, you had, I, I think Colin Powell talked about the, the, in the opinion piece about how we have to go to Iraq. That was a total lie. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because of the, the, WMDs. I, I, I think I mean, that opinion pages are generally dangerous, frankly. Not that I'm trying to, because they they are almost like saying that here on these pages we are resigning our editorial responsibility. We are just we, we are reserving some of it, but not really much. Yeah, and and that's dangerous. Uh, and and generally, I, I'm rather worried about the, that whole. Uh, atmosphere or culture within it's slightly changing and getting better but what i mentioned about that we're going to war to iraq and and many other things that this kind of dichotomy uh, way of looking at things one voice for one voice against or yeah. something like that is is wrong it's it's a misconception 
it's, it's, it's a fallacy, I call it, moments ago. Uh, yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I simply... I'm not reading New York Times. Yeah. I, I will make confession. I go <laughs> for my sources of, of opinions to more thoughtfully directed newspapers and other sources. For me, it is the BBC World Service. And yeah, it is conservative and it's based to some degree, not much, but to some degree with the government which is in London. But a little bit. So you, you, you know what you are getting and you know the background of the information and it has a very good coverage of the world affairs all over. That's one thing, and The Guardian for me. That's left-leaning, but consistently and well-directed newspaper, which is providing really thorough coverage and is providing a very good coverage of American events. Mm. And then I have my own other sources as well. But I, I, I'm simply somehow lost with the way journalism and especially in in new york is done yeah i, I think it's sloppy yeah and this is exactly example of that sloppiness when they literally their literal excuse is that they didn't read it you know the 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 editor said he yeah, admitted just... that he didn't <laughs> don't that tell me <laughs> that was literally yeah his excuse but, but just talk for a second about what you mean by dangerous, because I'm, I'm imagining when you say that, I'm imagining that you're, you're thinking that this idea being platformed mm -hmm. and then you're imagining people reading it and it infecting them somehow and changing their mind. You know, is that right? Is that what the danger is? Because to me, I want things to be given platforms, everything to be given platforms. And I, because I believe in that people will siphon it out. I believe they're going to take this and they're going to, to say, well, this is insanity. Rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. going to some kind of dark corner. Now, Tom Cotton has to go to some dark corner now when he wants to say something. And we're not going to know what he's saying to those people because those people are also going to go to that dark corner because they're not going to... No, 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 no. no. The, the, you, the, 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 that's <laughs> not my opinion, okay? Uh, I, I think that it needs to be curated. That's the function and role of an editorial board mm -hmm. of editors to use their judgment, decide how they are going to report on it, and then really think about it and prepare it how to do it. Do research. Mm -hmm. the, use your judgment. Don't use the excuse that you did not read it, for instance. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's not going worst. to... And, and this is exactly... This sloppiness is dangerous. Yeah. That, I don't that mean that publishing yes. it, uh, uh, because publishing, I said that the people should know, but it depends how you let them know it. I think that uh, opinion, opinion editor getting this uh, 
article with photographies which were clearly attached by the senator's office, probably, mm -hmm. to it, should go to an uh, domestic reporting and say, hey, Joe, just look what I got. This is really crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just look at these adjectives which I recently lifted up in our dialogue. Yes. This is nuts. <laughs> do you want to do a feature on it? Yeah. So, like, but I, I think that they have, like, their own fiefdoms in the newspaper. That's the other problem with, with probably these newspapers, that they have their own fiefdoms and, oh, I have here something hot and I'll publish yeah. it on my pages. I will not give it to anyone else. You know, I'm now making it up. I don't know how they work. <laughs> but th this is the only explanation I see it because this is a perfect stuff for an investigative journalism, really, I to, to kind saying. of yes. <laughs> discern, dissect, analyze, explain. Right. Almost like saying, like, the title would be, wow, look how crazy this Tom Cotton opinion piece is. And it can That's be on the, the front page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you right. know, uh, Tom Cotton calling troops on behalf of president, yeah. you know, or yeah. something like that. Or now we know where, where President Trump is getting his crazy ideas. And then you, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can fact check in, right in the, directly in the article mm -hmm. after his quotes. Yeah, you can put there these quotes. Yeah. And, 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 and even without taking them out of context, because this is the whole context. Right. <laughs> you know, you, the, the, there is hardly... Right, the, you don't have to add your own opinion. You almost, almost don't even have to add the writer, the new writer's opinion. You can just cite facts. Cite facts, but probably goes. not in full length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe cutting the the most blaring things out, uh, yeah. and and publishing it, and maybe putting some context to it. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, almost. Uh, I, I had to go. <laughs> I, I here you see how my limited English background. I'm foreigner. I learned it in seminary, yeah. and and so on. So I was looking in the dictionary for miscreants. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not come across that before. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. It's such uh, a, it's almost like. Bands a, of miscreants. <laughs> you know, it so, really isn't used that much anymore. No, no, and, and yeah. you, you know, the, almost <laughs> you, you, you can put there uh, like linguistic explanations, <laughs> you know, or where it is coming from. It, I is, did not it have might it. be a southern thing. It might, it might be. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that, that would be an interesting in that article, you, yeah. you know, on, or finding, because I, I did not have time. <laughs> I, I just translated it for myself, okay? <laughs> but uh, you, can, you can go and, and trace some of these juicy expressions yes i trace them to com collapsing communist propaganda <laughs> but there clearly are some other uh, sources of yes. it it is not coming just from his head yes. he memorized these mm. uh, flosculous mm -hmm. these expressions where did he get it from yeah and what are the backgrounds for it? 
right. clearly not collapsing communism. He did not grow there, uh, right. and he would be too young for it. Maybe George Wallace or some some, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. some speech from some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but that would be interesting yes. also. Yeah, you know, and that's what I am missing, and that is the proper journalism to take it, report it, and provide the context. Yes. And that's why I am upset. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand that so many other people were upset because it can be done so much better. Well, that solves my problem then of it just not being seen. I, I think it should be seen and it should be in that particular paper. So the way you're describing it, I can get behind that. Yeah. You know, I want, I want as many people to see what this sitting senator has going on in his mind about sending the troops on his own people. You know, and, and, that, and that, that I want that to be seen not on Breitbart, mm -hmm. not on, you know, let the other people who don't have any kind of powerful position go on. And, and then he is making certain statements, you know, which is good to uh, unpack. Yeah. Because he is just stating them, and they are standing in this opinion uh, piece as fact. Mm. So, for instance, this does not amount to martial law, he states. Mm -hmm. But that is not certain. Yeah. And I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a uh, judicial journalist to be able to unpack that. I think that here he is definitely stretching it. And that is for the journalist really to come in and check these kind of statements which are put in force. And why I'm thinking that this is, uh, this is fishy is that he starts this sentence with this venerable law Hmm. And here we have that adjective again yes. I mentioned, venerable law. Yeah. You know, that tells me there is something not really fully right. <laughs> right. And it needs to be unpacked. It needs to be discerned yeah. and, and understood. And yeah. so that is why I would very much rather to have journalists. And it was reported. Guardian, of course, reported that. Yeah. Uh, pr probably not in this detail because that's not their primary turf, uh, United right. States, even though they have the local uh, edit uh, editorial uh, room for the whole United States, mm -hmm. uh, but and probably quite lively. But uh, New York Times is primary. This is their home turf. Mm -hmm. So they can dedicate to it much more time mm -hmm. and, and doing this kind of exegesis of that would be very interesting. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's close to fascists. Mm. Really, the, the opinion. And, and scary. And it needs to be known. And we need to prepare ourselves to defend democracy, liberal mm -hmm. democracy. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, in many other situations, be aware and rather careful around these situations where the, the things are presented either or. Mm -hmm. Or 
this position, that position. World is much richer and broader. There are always spectrums of mm -hmm. opinions. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that is, is important. And being aware how far right or left or up and down or whichever direction you want to, this particular opinion is. You can partly guess, but this is why we have journalists trained and fully educated to help us to position it on that spectrum. Say. Yes. You know, or uh, colors are usually not displayed on spectrum on computers, as you probably know, but they, they have the fields. Right. So within those fields, where this fits, and maybe hint us a little bit of warning or to the audience, to readers, or to those who are listening or watching on the television and so on. What we are talking about, New York Times, of course, uh, can cover all other media or discussions and discourses in our community boards, city councils, or anywhere else. And really, that is what they should have done instead of putting that little caveat at the end. They should have done what you're saying and just had a whole separate article mm -hmm. where they broke all of this down yeah. in, that, in their paper and have that on the front page even, like you're saying. That yeah. would have been more useful than a... Than a and, and could appease all those who withdrew their subscriberships right. and right. uh, you know subscription that's right uh, and it'll be more you the it, and it might placate those who were en masse uh taking off their subscriptions yes yes well thank you for bringing you. this this actually i think you've actually convinced me and i don't like when that happens <laughs> My apology for that, Peter, but I could not help it this time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Until next time.